Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Welcome into another edition of our podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. If you have found this podcast, you probably already know about the other podcasts that we release every week. We put out two podcasts every week, one on Friday morning and one on Monday morning. The one that is that goes out on Friday is the actual show that airs on 97.1 FM Talk and Camel X every weekend. And so you can actually get that podcast, you can actually get that show before it airs, and we do that so you can take it with you throughout the weekend, and and if you're unable to listen when the show airs, you can still have it while you're out enjoying the great outdoors through the weekend. So that's why we make that podcast available before the show airs, and then every Monday we release this podcast, which is the podcast exclusive. It does not go on the air, so this is the only way that you can hear it. And uh, this week we have with us uh, Mike Marfelt, the professional fisherman who was on the show with us this week, and uh, we're kind of extending our conversation with him now. So Mike Marfell is here. Producer Chad Ellis is here as well. My name is Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. And as we mentioned on the show this week, your season, I guess, is that the right word yep, to use? Yep, yep, 2020 season yeah, starting 2020, tomorrow or uh, right Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. So well, it, I've been started two weeks ago for me, just yeah. so getting people, tackle ready. And, as people get this on Monday, it, you're, it, you'll be just wrapping up your first weekend on the water. And so tell us about Either the be tournament. celebrating or licking wounds. Yeah, exactly. Other. Tell us about the, the I know you have uh, a tournament coming up this weekend and next weekend it, to start things off. What are they? Well, this weekend's Anglers in Action team tournament uh, be one of four this season. Uh, that's with my team partner, Greg Glant. Uh, that's all those tournaments are at Lake of the Ozarks. So mm-hmm. this is the kickoff for that season. There'll be a championship in the fall. Rumor is we're going to Truman for the championship. I'm not, haven't been there in years. Not sure how I feel about that. But hey, everybody on the same lake. Let's mm-hmm. get it on. Right. Uh, and then the following weekend is the start of the BFLs, which I haven't fished a pro am style event in since 2011, I think. Uh, but I had to do that because of the conflict uh, that the solo, the Web Elite Solo Series that I've been fishing for years. Uh, there's too many conflicts with my team. Don't want to ruin the relationship with my friend. Mm-hmm. Friendship's way more important than than 
the the aspect of being selfish because I love to fish the solo format. Right. Uh, so that's why I'm in the BFLs this year, and I'm getting more and more excited about it because Gabe is getting me excited, the 10-horse Monty, because yeah. we're going to be doing all the filming. We're going to document the whole thing. Like I said, we're going to try to write a song this season, hopefully put that out. <laughs> yes. Uh, as we're sitting around maybe sipping on beers. Chad's, What's that? Chad's a producer. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. There he can you help go. you with that. Yeah. He can help you with yeah. the mix. I've been jotting, scribbling down lyrics. Gabe told me he's got some ideas. You know, yeah. Gabe's, a, Gabe's a, a brilliant musician, bass player, can sing. Uh, I am not. Let's do this. I, I can strum some chords, and I got I got ideas. Well, uh, so we'll <laughs> you see get how that it song goes. done, I promise you we will play it oh, on Second Amendment Radio. That would be awesome. We'll that would be awesome. Air time, I promise. And uh, so, really looking forward to it. I mean, yeah. you know, just you always meet new people. When you do the pro am event, because I'll be drawn with a random person, right? You know, every, yeah, that's every cool. Turn. It is cool, and by my luck, sometimes I get the guys that mm, might be a little over four hundred pounds, and <laughs> you know that sort of thing, and big and no. But you know, other guys you get, you know, I set the hook, and they're in my back pocket with the net. You know, they're yeah they're eager, and they they get it. Yeah, they get it. But that's why that's people cool. are out there in that position to learn. Absolutely, the back of the boat. And I tell them straight up when we get in the boat, if you haven't ever been in a bass boat. I've got four kids. I don't want to die. Yeah. But I know how to drive so this boat. You so know hold that on my, and shut up. My passion you know. is fishing. When we when we started this show, Second Amendment Radio, and then expanded it to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, I obviously am a big supporter of the Second Amendment and want to fight for everybody's gun rights, and I'm a gun owner, so that is important to me. I love to camp. Uh, I love to be outside. I love living that outdoor lifestyle. Uh, I don't hunt. I don't hunt very often, but Same I here. have hunted, and I am a supporter of of that lifestyle and the rights of hunters as well. But my favorite thing to talk about when we're talking about the great outdoors and all these activities is fishing. So I'm excited to have this conversation. I want to get into some details uh, about fishing at different times of year, especially right now. People that might be listening may be thinking, isn't it a little too early to be getting out on the water? Isn't it a little too cold? So Best time of year to catch a big one. Yeah, I want to. so I want to get into that in just a second. But first... Uh, you mentioned Lake of the Ozarks. You mentioned Truman, Table Rock Lake, of course. For people that are just getting into fishing or maybe haven't done, haven't looked around too much, uh, where are some of the lakes that people can uh, get to if you're in the St. Louis metro area? You know, maybe you can't, maybe you don't have time on a on sure, a Saturday sure. to drive two and a half hours to the Lake of the Ozarks. Where are some lakes, uh, you know, within a one hour radius of St. Louis that that pop to mind? Well, that are great? the biggest one's Carlisle within yeah. a, within a one hour radius, and yeah. it's really coming back. I mean, they've been planting brush over there because of the high school. Bass fishing championship gets yeah. held there, so they Which plant so a lot cool. of brush, yeah. they, and it's really coming back. Uh, but all the Southern Illinois, small Southern Illinois lakes are really great too. Mm-hmm. You got Little Grass; they're, they're a little bit of a drive too. But if you don't have a big boat, 
Mm-hmm. You can go down there, say uh, Lake Lake Kincaid. Mm-hmm. There's Lake Murfreesboro right next to Lake Kincaid. Coffeein? Yeah, coffee. Well, coffeine's another one. They shut the power plant down. So that's, Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. But it's still be good fish in the summertime. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That was the big hook to fish there in the winter. Uh, yeah, in the wintertime. Winter Catching them on a buzz bait in December. You know, it's, <laughs> it's fog so thick water. you can't even see. You just hear the strike. Gotcha. Because of the steam off the but water. But like you mentioned, still a great place to fish in the summertime. It's still, it'll be in the wintertime, yeah. too. It just right. won't have the, you won't be throwing a buzz bait, that's for sure. <laughs> right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the little lakes down in southern Illinois, there's all those strip mine lakes, too. You don't have to have a big boat. That's what the Ten Horse Monty's all about. Right. I mean, he's in a aluminum boat with a nine horse and uh hits all those lakes and trust me you go watch his videos he catches some big ones what about bass fishing on the rivers hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did really it can be it's dangerous that's the other thing i have fished the little the the smaller rivers i'm a for a family reason we vacation almost every year of my life through my childhood and still go back as often as we can to a little place that's on the jack forks on the on the jack's fork river and so I have fished that river a lot, uh, the big river, uh, Merrimack, Merrimack yeah. the other rivers in the area. And I've fished river. those many times, uh, primarily for smallmouth, and yeah. it, is a, it is a blast. But Absolutely. I have never bass fished on the mighty Mississippi, the Mississippi or the Missouri, one of those Two falls rivers. ago, I fished several marinas and caught a few little ones and didn't do well. Uh, fought my way back into a creek that I that that's the problem is that stuff gets so silted in from time to time you can't get in them the water's got to be right to get back in them I couldn't get in it I went back put the boat on the trailer and went and found a ramp that was inside the creek so I could get up the creek mm-hmm. I caught 22 pounds off of one laydown mm. 22 wow. five fish for 22 pounds yeah. which on the river is giant large mouth small large mouth. mouth wow and here's the cool thing about that caught the first one or no, I'm sorry. I got a bite and it got off. Got a bite and it got off. Got a bite and caught it. And it was an Asian carp. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking this is nothing but Asian carp in here. And I thought, well, maybe not. So I just kept working at it. And sure enough, I kind of weeded through a few Asian carp, but still caught 22 pounds of largemouth. And it was a giant laydown, fresh, still had green on it. Uh, you know, it sil- the bank had rotted and it had fallen into just a giant big old elm tree. Mm-hmm. And that was bass were just loaded up on it. And I think they were in there eating. The smaller Asian carp. At least that was mm. my theory. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How but, about I didn't. I wasn't even going to do the Asian carp conversation, but you you mentioned it, and and I, it it's it always is interesting to me. You know, there was there's a lot of worry about how much damage the Asian carp could do to the various waterways once they get in, and they, you know, they multiply so quickly. Are they going to push out the other species? What is, is it still a big worry, or are we finding out that, that sometimes... I'm still, cons- I mean, I think most fishermen are concerned with it, but I don't, you know, I don't know that anybody's, you know, they tried putting the processing plant up at Grafton, that didn't work because of the smell, to fish for them commercially and then ship them overseas. I think they use them as Are we as starting filler. to see it hurt any fishing areas yet? No, no, That's not good. really. That's uh, good. Not, uh, other than, 
it freaks you out. Oh, you're dang right it does. You know, I've had a 20-pound one land in my lap, and that'll get your attention, you know. I had uh, one jump over my boat long ways. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. My John boat, which is which is a little tiny 11-foot boat, but it went, it cleared, it went over the front of the boat and over the back of the boat, and it cleared us no problem. Yeah. And... And they are bigger than I think people realize. Oh, they Even get when you big. watch those videos of all of them dr- jumping all over the place, until you experience that for yourself, it's yes. And what's even creepier is like I've had it happen with. I'm up a small creek. It's quiet, just dead quiet. You can't hear anything. Yeah. I touch my trolling motor, and one jumps over the bow of my boat right that in was, front of me. Mine was triggered with a trolling motor, like, oh, which I was not I expecting. Fell in. I backed. I was like. You're, there's nothing, and suddenly there's a 20-pound fish in your face. You know? huh. Yeah. And when they get in your boat, oh, it's a mess. They what bleed, about, they stink. Yeah. What about uh, Creep Core Lake? Never fished it, but I'm sure there's fish in it. They, yeah. I think they went out and tried to get a bunch of Asian carp out of that That's like a where year That ago. was where, that's the lake that we had the okay. one jump over our boat. But um, I, I have fished it a couple of times, and and have had decent success. There's a few of those little horseshoes in Valley Park off of the old Merrimack that I've heard people kayak bass fishing and do pretty good in there. I don't have any personal experience with it, but uh, you can watch, uh, like I was telling you, YouTube channel, there's a a guy that the Tin Horse does a a podcast with called Backyard Bassin, and he does, has a YouTube channel where he does it all around ponds. Yeah. So, well, that's you, the best place to, place to take to, a yeah. kid. Is if you a have pond. access to a uh, a farm pond or a subdivision pond, there's some out of sight subdivision. Yeah, ponds. and and you know that there is some that there are fish in there, whether they stock it or not. But you know, you know, if you know that there's fish in there, uh, you don't have to go find a big lake. Yeah. and have a boat to put on it to have a, a great day of fishing. Yeah, there's and a few there's of those lakes of, that that that. Friends of mine They're know about, and they'll take the you there, but it's like Taliban style. You don't get to know. <laughs> <laughs> they come and pick you up, put a bag on your head. Yeah. You don't get to know exactly you get where to you know are. Where it's at. Yeah, because yeah. they don't want that don't word Don't give away out. the secrets. Right. That's because, funny. I mean, they are phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. So um, let's talk about fishing this time of year, because as I mentioned, a lot of people will think, isn't it too cold? It, it, the spring isn't quite here yet. The fishing is is not great. But you say this is uh, best time of the year to catch a big one. Catch, catch a big one. Yeah. So uh, talk about that. Talk about the differences. Why do people think they can't catch fish at this time of year and in the cold weather? And why are they? What are the misconceptions? Why are they wrong? Uh, main misconception is everybody thinks they're deep. And they could be if oh, okay. you're at Table Rock because the water's clear. But Lake of the Ozarks, when the I, water's muddy, they're not going to go I'm deep. I'm guilty of that. I, whenever I fish in the in, in cold weather like this, I always just assume they're deep, and I they're and whatever I deep the depth the rig up at. that way. So, but they like to warm themselves, and that water down there is cold. Okay, uh, it's not as cold at Table Rock because it gets light penetration because the water's clear. Mm-hmm. Lake of the Ozarks being dingier, and then right now borderline muddy. Uh, they're going to be up shallow where that 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 sediment is soaking up that sun. I always say three days of sunlight and south wind. It doesn't matter what the temperature, air temperature is. If that water's dirty and it gets three solid days of sunshine on that darker water, mm-hmm. they're going to move up shallow and sun them sun themselves, quote unquote. So what can you look for? Because not everybody again, has a boat with electronics that they can go and see what's going on under the water. Right. What can you what can Always you look, look at the for bank. with it's, your it's, eyes it, it to know? It goes down in the, when you look up on the bank. I'm a surveyor, so reading the ground is kind of what we do, you know, mm-hmm. for 
for so for, what for, are you this type of year? What are you looking for? I'm looking for big dark rock where shallow water meets deep water mm-hmm. with wind blowing on. Okay. And then from that point, and so if you don't have electronics, obviously you can't scan through there and see if there's bait or, you know, fish holding. But you could still look on Google Earth or, or you're going to, a, you got a friend that's got a two, three acre farm pond. Mm-hmm. Go to the north side because that's where the more sunlight comes this time of year just for the way the sun crosses mm-hmm. the horizon. And if the wind's coming out of the south blowing on that north side, even better. And start there. Just start there. That right. doesn't mean it's going to work. There, they don't read the same books that we do. So here's, don't, but. here's what I've always here's always been my approach in cold weather, and tell me where I'm wrong, or if I'm or maybe by some miracle I'm right. Um, I have always I've had some luck in the winter or, or cold weather months catching bigger fish. I absolutely agree that you can catch some giants. This time of year, I am like I, I think most people, though, in that I catch far fewer fish. That in, that is true. You will catch fewer. Yes, but but you do have a chance of 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 catching those big fish. And the my my thought process has always been that even though it's winter time and they're they're going to be slower and they're not going to be you know they're not going to have that aggression that they might in the warmer weather they're still hungry they still yes, have they to still eat they still have to eat so if you can it's harder to find them but once you find them there'll be a bunch of them there yeah generally. they're all going to be in one kind yeah. of location so if you can find one then you may be on to something and and you know you may turn a slow day into a very successful day and then so it's been about so, like I said, I, I always try to go a little bit deeper, which obviously may or may not be the right thing to do. But um, uh, also, I fish a lot slower because I feel like you you know, they're to. not going to be moving you around a lot. You have to fish lot. slower. You're right there. So, and they are deeper. I mean, but generally when they go to eat, they'll move up into that slightly. If the water's mm-hmm. one or two degrees warmer, that's a big deal if you're a cold-blooded species. So what are the what are the the tactics and the lures? I can and tell you right now, getting ready for this tournament, Lake yeah. of the Ozarks. I'm not used to it because I haven't been able to fish it for years. In my tournaments, is the Alabama rig. So my team partner Greg will most likely be throwing an Alabama rig. I'm going to throw a flat sided crankbait, a jig, and since the water's dirty, probably a double Colorado or double Indian blade spinnerbait. Mm-hmm. Slow rolling that. I was going to say, how are you? Suit, how are you retrieving? Just that? barely turning the handle, mm-hmm. just enough to keep it up off the bottom, and maybe you know use do the use the rod to lift the rod to get it up off the yeah. bottom, and 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 that flat sided crank. So bait, you're going to let it drop? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll let way. it go. To, probably go to the bottom, and I'll pop it up off, and then just start and slowly grinding. Gotcha. It. Uh, same with the crankbait. Same with the crankbait. Of course, that's going to crank down, but I like yeah. a flat sided because it's got a slower, tighter wobble. No bait's going to be moving real erratic. That just wouldn't look natural right. this time of year. Right, gets a little bit warmer. There's the wiggle wart's huge, just grinding that mm-hmm. thing into the rocks. And same thing, real slow, somewhere between eight to ten feet of water. Uh, what are your thoughts on the um, on the, the Alabama rig? Uh, you know, I know at the at the highest levels it's been banned. It's a fish but, catching machine, but it's it's allowed in most yeah. smaller tournaments. Oh yeah, yeah, most tour- tournaments it is. Uh, not the highest level, but. Uh, I have no ethical problems with it. I've told you before. It's just right. a 
tangled mess for me. I just don't like casting it. It's I'm, big. It's bulky. I'm the same way. I'm always I trying like to, to pride myself in laying a jig right up where I want it, real exactly. nice, soft and quiet. I get into that. I mean, you know, exactly. I get off on pitching my jig and skipping it through a hole and coming out the other side more right. than I was like, woo! Even if I don't catch one. Yeah, I'm always trying to shoot underneath low, you know, uh, hanging tree branches, absolutely, or run along absolutely. a rock wall and. I'll do whatever it takes to catch him in a with tournament. With an Alabama rig, because I'm always getting it tangled on right. everything. And it's just, you know, it not only has, it, it's 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 tangled coming out of the box. You yeah. know, when you pull it out of the rod box, it's got three rods attached to it. But uh, is it still as hot as it was? I mean, oh, yeah. a couple of years ago when it yeah, sort it's of a winter got time, introduced. late fall, all the way through now and up until the spawn starts. Yeah, it's a it's a it's there's tournaments that are if you're not throwing it, you're probably not going to win. Right. But I'm stubborn. And I pride myself in, I, I, I'm okay with finishing second if I didn't have to do something. I still, you know, we say professional, but I'm not a professional professional. So I still want to have fun. And if I'm not having fun, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, so, so I, I'm okay with second or third, not throwing the Alabama rig. Right. Now, if my team partner, Greg, will throw it. And if he starts catching him, trust me, I'm going to tie one on. Right. And I have one <laughs> tied on at all times. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Jerk bait this time of year is probably my favorite way to catch him. If you've never caught him on a jerk bait, you're missing out. Because it's that jerk, jerk pause, and you might count to three or five, and keep adjusting that how long you let it sit till you get a bite, and then you kind of start letting that happen. But that whole thing of it's setting still, and you're looking over at somebody, and then all of a sudden you're you just feel it take off. Yeah. Like they they've been following it probably for half the cast, but they can't move fast enough to. That's why you pause it, right? So they can see it, and you want it to suspend. I mess with mine a lot of guys use different ways they use uh lead tape or they'll wrap wire i just attach another additional split or up the front size hook first because depending on the water temperature it'll sink at a different or float at a different rate when you're in a tournament how many rods do you have if i'm gonna win one i got three but three ready to go at all i've got i've got 20 Five ready to go, but I'm no, saying if I'm doing, have a, how many have a have a have a have a lure or uh, well, bait? all of them will have a lure on. But what I'll have this weekend, for example, I will have three with jigs, all of different weights mm-hmm. with different trailers. I'll have three with jerk baits, mm-hmm. all of different. Well, I yeah. I say colors, different pound tests because they'll get deeper yeah. on lighter pound tests, and I'll have probably two with a spinner bait. One with a chatterbait and one with an Alabama rig, and that's just me. That's what I'm comfortable with. Would that get to about ten? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but then I'll have another twenty rods in the box if I need to switch to something else. Right. But, but this time of year, that's just what I have confidence in. Yeah. You can sure. interview ten other guys that are going to be in that tournament. And you're going to get ten different answers. Right. Right. Do you have? Do you? Do you ever fish with live bait? Like when you're just? Do you ever just go out and no recreational fish and Use live bait. No, I don't. I really don't. I just because I, probably because you're always. Practicing. I'm trying to practice you're to get learning. better. Yeah. I mean, if I got time, it's sad because I've forced all my kids to learn how to fish with bait casters and artificial baits. They've never fished with live bait either. Yeah. Except for this is a really cool story. We were down at. Uh, I took my older two boys who are 23 and 21 now. We were at Disney, and I got a guided trip. Yeah. On, and we were actually fishing the lake inside. They of, do guided oh, yeah. bass. Fishing oh, yeah. at like at Disney. Yeah, World. we were fishing around the fountains where they do the fireworks at Epcot yep. before they yep. opened, and we'd caught a bunch of fish, and they're all two two and a half pounders. But my boys have fished with me; they weren't that impressed by that. 
<laughs> you know, they were like, yeah, this is fun. Dead but yeah, we can do that Christmas. with dad at Lake of the Ozarks anytime. <laughs> so we get back to the dock and Missy was our guide's name. And uh, she goes, I know you boys wanted to catch a big one. So this is totally not cool. We're not supposed to do this as guides here in the marina. We're not supposed to fish. But this place is loaded with them. Mm-hmm. So she said, I accidentally put two shiners on these rods and stuck them over the sides. And it, your credit card may have trouble running. So she disappeared for like 35 minutes. And we caught two over seven on those live wow. shiners right there. My boys were super stoked about nice. that. Nice. So, yeah, nice. she was tip conscious, Missy was, because she got a big cool. tip for being that cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. We're almost out of time. Um, what's the biggest fish you've, uh, one fish that you ever caught in a tournament? Biggest fish in a tournament was seven, six, I believe it was. And I got second big bass because someone came in with a seven, eight. <laughs> and what was, you remember your biggest limit ever? Yes. Uh, I was in the Plumbers and Pipe Fitters Tournament, and I weighed in 26.6. On? Lake of the Ozarks. Nice. In the springtime, yeah. That's fantastic. And big bass. We had a big bass about 6.8. And that was five? Five. Five yeah. limit? Yeah, nice. That was a giant limit, yeah. <laughs> Dang right it yeah, is. Yeah. It was, they were all monsters. That's great stuff. And my buddy Mike, the plumber in the back, he was drinking Bud Light, was sitting there with a net in his hand. He doesn't <laughs> even fish. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That is uh, Mike Marfell, who's just about ready to get his fishing season underway, and I am so excited about this. You will actually be able to join Mike on this season with his partner, the Ten Horse Monty, on their YouTube channel, on Ten Horse Monty's YouTube channel. Uh, you guys are going to be documenting your trips to the lakes, sort of your game plan going into a tournament. You're going to document the actual fishing in the tournament, and then you're going to recap after the tournament yep. and, and what went Break right and what, what went wrong. wrong. Yeah, where, what, That's what fantastic Gage, What Gabe's pro did versus what I did as yeah. the pro in the front of the boat. That is great. Yeah. That is great I want to mention one people. other thing, Tony. Yeah, you always do. ask me, like, oh, if you're going down to the lake, you know, we've talked about Bass and Bob before. Yeah. Uh, you can get on his site if you're going to Lake of the Ozarks. Well, some of the guides down at Table Rock now, if you, if you can't get a guide, either strapped for cash or they're just booked up because they are a lot, Table Rock Fishing Intel. You can type that into Google or Facebook, and those they'll give you what's going on, good starting points yeah. of where to go, what you know baits, what? what areas of the lake are going right now. And you don't have to be a total novice just getting started. No, heck no. I, trust me, I look at guide. that stuff. Yeah. To, oh, yeah. I still go, hire a guide. Yeah, to go hire a guide to, to teach you. You can be a pretty avid, avid fisherman and still uh, get a lot of knowledge and have a lot of fun, and especially at the Lake of the Ozarks. And now, as you mentioned, at uh, Table Rock Lake, a lot of these places have a lot of guys that are offering that service. And here's the thing. If you've got a kid that's into video games uh and you want to get him into fishing, go hire Mike Webb or or Eric Bray and let them go down there in the wintertime or in the summertime and have them what I call video game fishing, where you're looking at them on their electronics, watching them come up and bite. That's great and stuff. And the kids will get such a kick out of it. Yeah, that is cool. And Mike's cool one of the best at it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. The first time I ever seen it. You can actually see when they zoom half the screen, you can see your drop shot weight. You can see the bait there. You can see the, the arches below, and all of a sudden one kind of makes its way up to and you yeah, see it bite. That's cool. And you actually see it before you feel it sometimes. It's really cool. So that's a one way to get a kid off the Xbox and – Maybe want to go out and do that in a kind of the same thing, but yeah. in a boat. Yeah, you know? that's cool stuff. Mike Marfell, I knew that the fishing edition of our 
uh, podcast exclusive would be the longest one we ever did. Oh, yeah, we could I go was for ready days. ready to talk fishing. We go days. Uh, and we're going to wrap this up now. But Mike is a regular on Second Amendment Radio, and we greatly appreciate that. So we'll keep up with Mike throughout the year and tell people how they can, uh, where that YouTube channel Ten is. TenHorseMonty.com. Or right. TenHorseMonty on YouTube. Ten, Ten Horse Monty on YouTube to follow. Yeah. And uh, follow them Gabe's videos he's got out there now. So he's got some great ones out there now, not just the ones we're going to be doing. And uh, I think stuff. every Monday night they do a live stream, him and Backyard Bassing, Backyard Basser, and they do a live stream podcast where people can write in, type in questions and ask them two questions. Nice. And they're going to have me as a guest here coming up in the near future. So, oh, that's great. Well, yeah. good I stuff. went out and bought a green screen in the whole bit. We're nice. Gonna, yeah. Always. Well, thank you, Mike. Always yep, great thank to you, see Tony. you. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, Chad. And uh, yeah, we'll have you back again real soon for another edition of Second Amendment Radio. Looking forward to it. And the great outdoors. Thanks, guys, for checking out this podcast. If you haven't downloaded the show's podcast yet, please do so. And don't forget... We offer two podcasts every week. We put them out on Fridays and Mondays, and we certainly appreciate you listening to the podcast and listening to the radio show. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 